In the 90s, they had this tour called The Comedy. And if for all of you who know, the kings of comedy was Steve Harvey, mm -hmm. Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, and Bernie Mac. Mm -hmm. But they decided that they needed to have the queens of comedy, mm -hmm. which was Monique, Samora, Adele Givens, and Laura Hayes. Mm -hmm. um, I have been offered a position in the queens of comedy, and I turned it down. Um, because I I wanted to know the details of the deal. And, you know, as comics, Aisha, yes. you know, you want to know the details of the deal. Are you being put in a position where you're not getting get paid enough? So I was a like, lot of times uh, they'll be they're funny with their money. Right. Yeah. So I was like, go on. And that's right. So I was like, go on, do your thing. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. So the Queens of Comedy uh, end up making a tape, a uh, concert tape, mm -hmm. concert film. So they became very, very successful. Mm -hmm. And for those of us in a comedy game, especially in urban comedy, you were being questioned, why weren't you a part of, yeah. what, did you get, did you get <laughs> those time, yeah. Why weren't you a part of the Queens of Comedy? Mm -hmm. So I got an opportunity, the producer, uh, Walter Latham, called me and said, there might be an opportunity for you to work with these ladies because, you know, Monique had gone on to get the Parkers. She goes on to win Academy Awards and have a great career. So there was an opening mm -hmm. and they were going to tape another uh, comedy concert. So I'm thinking, here's my second chance. It's a great opportunity. I respect these women. And uh, there's a conference call. Mm -hmm. So in my uh, enthusiasm, and I want to be uh, punctual, uh, I dial into this conference call that I think has not started yet, thinking that I'm going to be... Oh, this is so juicy. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to be on time with this call, and I think they're going to put me in queue, because usually if you do a conference call, they put you in queue, and they say, we'll wait until the host arrives. Mm -hmm. So I dial into this call, and what I hear is, and Monique is not on this call, I hear some more Adele Givens and Laura Hayes talking about me. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I can't take it. What's going to happen? <laughs> I hear discussions about my appearance. I hear discussions about my ability. Why is she going to be a part? What do we need her for? And this is my recollection of this call. And I was uh, startled and hurt. Uh, but I, I, I have to say this, I, I, I was so shocked and hurt that I could not unmute my phone and go, hey, bitch, I hear you. You also keep wanting to hear what they were saying. Did you feel like you wanted to? Hell yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I, I stayed on all of the call wow. with my phone on. But I thought, take notes. Yeah. Listen, because rarely would we hear someone talking about us mm -hmm. and saying what they truly feel mm -hmm. about us. So I'm like, oh, oh okay, right on. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I ain't did that, but you know. And, and then, and then after I listened to all this, and 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 I want every woman to hear this. I was bruised, mm -hmm. but I wasn't broken. Yeah. I listened to the entire call. I waited for everybody to click off. And I called Walter Latham and I said, I don't think this is going to be a great fit for me. Mm -hmm. But I hope that these women will go on and do great things. Mm -hmm. 
To this day, they did not know that I was on this call. with Adele Gibbons on Hilarious after this call. I, I just saw some more at the Neighborhood Awards in Atlanta after this call because I decided, instead of being angry and vengeful, I decided to take the truth of what they're saying and their right to have an opinion and make myself an even better person. And I know you're probably thinking, well, why are you saying it now? Because I'm right where I belong. Girl, get the fuck. Okay. So <laughs> I picked, so I came across that clip. I'm right where I belong. <laughs> Wasn't she the same person I was talking about, nappy headed ass babies or something like that? That was Cheryl Underwood. Oh, that was okay. That was Cheryl Underwood. Um, you, like you, you, you would remember her from watching. Um, uh, she was Monkey Bread Lady, too. <laughs> on um, Beauty Shop. Wasn't that her? Yo, you know what? Damn. That was her. Ne- that was she was a monkey bread lady. Yeah. Okay. You do know the saying about monkey bread. Look like a monkey's ass. I know that. I just, it's like, good as fuck though. Like somebody would know they. It's a like, like my family used to say. Call they would say that about somebody they find pretty. And be like, it looked like she should serve monkey bread. She sell monkey oh. bread. That's what we said in my family. I just put two and two together. But anyway, that was Cheryl Underwood. You remember her from Comic View? Um, I guess oh the monkey God. bread lady on on oh um God. barbershop or whatever, yeah, beauty yeah. shop. Um pretty much y'all heard it. I the reason why I came across the reason why I brought that clip up is because it was so many things that I thought was pretty, pretty dope. Um I think a lot of people could learn from that. You know, it's not always good to just go off just because, you know, and when I, I'm going to tell you something about me. Like mm-hmm. if I've ever gotten a kind like a real argument with somebody or in a disagreement and, and they went total left on me or something. And I say, I see you. That's exactly what I mean. And that's it. I'm not about to, I don't, I don't No, I see you. For, like no, I see I've, seen, you. I've said that before. And that means <laughs> nigga, I see you. And I'm going to see you. Nah, nah. So it's what's just, that? I see you. Like, it, in, in other words, what I mean by that is like, I hear everything Mine you're saying. Is, oh, wow. She t- oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I like how, what she said about the critiquing thing. I take, I think that takes a lot for a person. Um, and like, she, she's like where, I'm not clowning any of those women that's, that wasn't a queen economy, a comedy, but she's doing her own thing. That was a, what show is that? It's one of those shows where it's like the a, real, the talk. One it's, of a, them. it's a shitload of them, but yeah. she right where she want to be. And I think that's so dope that she can be able to like grow from that and actually learn. Like, I don't like, I'm a good person at listening and critiquing. I learned that shit in high school. Like we used to have to sit back and draw, we have to draw. And then literally our classmates had to, critique us and being a fucking child in high school mm. hearing somebody talk bad about something or something that you did wrong you had to learn from that that's <laughs> something we had to do in our class and critique criticism doesn't always necessarily mean something bad you can learn from it mm-hmm. even when it's coming from a place that is possibly toxic you know what i'm saying right um so I that's think why in I taking it. advice you have to Take the meat and leave the bones mm. of any situation, right? Let me get my notepad out. So 
every piece of advice and critique is doesn't always come from a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that, you know, like I said, you take the meat and leave the bones because some people will just never have anything positive to say about someone else. Ever. Um, and that's just the space that they're coming from. I don't think that anybody should ever internalize it as that's you. That speaks more to them than you, if anything. Um, I commend her for carrying it like that. Um, I think um, in girl world, a lot of us have been bamboozled on three-way calls or group chats or things like that, where you find out that someone feels another way about you behind your back than they actually do to your face. Um, And it's always like, it's always a gag, but you know, what can you do? Like what, what, what can you do? Yeah. So That's absolutely true. I, um, another reason why I'm brought In girl world, that's a common. Yeah. So that's, that's, a that's another thing. thing, like given the, the, the demographic of people that majority that le- listens to this show, um, and live being in this world of being online, when we say we're going to meet up, it's possibly online, especially, especially if it's dealing with business. Right. Um, I was going to ask you, have you dealt with that? Or have you ever been in a, in a place where you, you know, I overheard or, my or, coworkers talking about me. It was two of them. Um, and one of them was relatively new and the other one had been there for a long time. So him and I had a very close or what I thought was a close relationship. Um, he wasn't really offering too much to the conversation, mm-hmm. but he offered enough to where it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, stay quiet. Mm -hmm. I let them go ahead and have their conversation. When I walked into the lobby area where they were talking, um, they immediately stopped talking and just was looking at me. They didn't realize that I had been there the whole time. Like, cause there was a wall where you can't see around the corner. Right. So I had been right there around the corner the whole time. I I heard the whole conversation. Um, and he was being fed a lot of bullshit. Like that's what I, that's what I heard, Mm -hmm. you know, from, and it was just crazy to me that this particular woman who was saying these things was also the same person who was like, I don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. I don't like confrontational people. And I'm, I'm starting to notice that I keep coming in contact with people like this, that mm-hmm. they don't like confrontation, but they keep doing shit that requires you to confront them. Yeah. Like, why are you talking shit about me? Like, what's, what's up? I really didn't give a fuck about my connection to her because she's a raggedy bitch. So I didn't really give a fuck about her more so for him. I pulled him up. And mm-hmm. I did. I waited. I waited maybe a day or two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, can we rap right quick? And mm-hmm. um, he was like, yeah. And I was like, look, I heard you talking about me. Like, I could tell that he was like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, like I was like, it's cool. But I said, I feel like the nature of our work relationship, if there was a problem between you and I, I feel like we should have been able to talk to each other. I say, you ask mm-hmm. me to get you something to eat. You buy me food sometimes. Like we look out for each other. I ask about your kid. I ask about your wife. You ask about how I'm doing and all like, we have a positive working relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite understanding like why you would even let somebody dog me like that. Like to you. And what were their response? Were um, they? He said he felt really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was like, you know, I wasn't, and he, he wasn't really um, engaging. He was more so just like, kind of like, like listening. Just caught out. Yeah. And so he was like, nah, like I was going to bring it to you. I was going to say something to you about it. I figured that's why you walked out that night a little bit upset, but I don't really do too well with that. I think maybe because I'm just direct. And so I'm like, if I have an issue with somebody, I don't have a problem telling you that. So let me ask you this one, Mm -hmm. one million dollar question. Did you, that shit looks very sparkly. It does. (laughs) Um, did you, did you, um, take any notes or anything? Did, 
the things that you heard, did you is was there something that you're gonna be like, yo, maybe that person is right? No. Um, because most people have this perception of me that they think I'm a bitch or they think that I'm mean or whatever the case may be. And I really think that that speaks more so to you than to mm. me. You weak. Like it's really nothing that I could like. <laughs> no, like no, I feel you. I you, feel you you weak. Like yeah. the, the way that I was raised, and I like to say, like, you know, my mother gave us G.I. Jane mentality. Right. Like, I'm not here to be nobody's friend. At mm. the end of the day, if you don't want to be with my friend, you don't fuck with me. And this is, I mean, this is like, if I could stop talking to people in my family mm -hmm. and we're not related and we not connected like that, you best believe I could tell you to go fuck yourself too. Absolutely. And, you know, I think um, I get that from my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, that was something that Man, a lot of my, peace. yes, RIP, a lot of my family members say that I have like that attitude. Mm -hmm. But when the disrespect is real, why do you want to continue to fraternize with somebody who continues to disrespect you? Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't what, what, what's the yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a per yeah, no, nah, no, nah, okay. Like, yeah. what's the point? And and so again, sometimes I think that things come from a malicious space, and I feel like my fuckers always say I'm. A, I keep it a hundred. I'm hard. You know, I I do this. I do that. I'm gonna I'm tell somebody what's up. Ninety percent of the motherfuckers is fraudulent as fuck. Yeah. Like they're not gonna tell you. They're gonna tell thirty other people and not the person who needs to hear it. So. So the way that I govern myself is me and you could be cool and you could tell 30 motherfuckers you got a problem with me until you tell me that you got a problem with me. Ain't mm -hmm. no fucking problem. Period. True shit. True shit. Like, ain't no problem. That shit is a figment of my fucking imagination and ought to be a figment of yours as well. All right. Then. <laughs> That's that on that. What's up, y'all? This is uh Never Black Podcast. I am Dolo and Suki. And uh we don't know the episode. We gave up doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But um yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Yo, I do teenagers say this is dumb. Yo, I've I, I don't know the last time I said, uh -huh. mm -hmm. I do it all the time. Really? I work with teenagers. I give them what they give me. Well, you don't know. Mm, I don't know either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, this is one of them episodes. Um not to mention if I have a child, I'll slap the shit out of my daughter if she do that to me. Don't mm. uh me. What are you supposed to say? Say no. Yes. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was that kid though. I used to really push the limits with my mom. You still push the limits with everybody. I do. Yeah. I just want to see how much you love me. Uh, <laughs> we don't got no champagne. My leggings today. don't fit. <laughs> so <laughs> Pack all that meat in them leggings. Oh my goodness. How was your week, Suki? Um, the weather is breaking. Yo, springtime is coming. It's supposed to be 70 next week sometime. We're still in a whole fucking panty liner and that's okay. Yo, um, okay. It's cool. Well, I'm not going to ask it. No, you can ask it. Um, is panty liners like a thing that every woman uses? To be honest, I ain't been in every woman's drawers, so I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yo, I never. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I can't really speak to that. Uh, but I just—that uh, was a general question. I didn't. Some people have very moist vaginas, mm -hmm. 
And um, I think, you know, some people, if they chuckle too much, it may like a little piss comes out. And, you know, when you have kids and stuff, I think that your body changes, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I think some people use them um, to maybe, I guess, catch discharge Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. if there is a lot of moist activities in the vaginies (laughs) there. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, and this is uh, coming straight from the journal of Dog (laughs) Dasuge. But um, yeah, I think to catch that, um, some people, again, they sweat down there too. I know when I work out, Mm -hmm. sometimes I could have like a whole vagina sweat print. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's bad. And so it looks like Uh, I pissed myself, but uh, it's all the chub rubs heating up. (laughs) You ever started a fire? That was your week. I'm just being honest. How was your Um, fucking week? You know, I'm approaching 35 in yeah. like two weeks. Yeah. Three weeks how, do you feel, how do you feel about it? Are you excited? Um, I feel good, I guess. Uh, I haven't really planned anything for my birthday because, you know, it's a whole fucking Panera bread outside. Yo, you gotta so. say every time you, so first is panty line and now Panera. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole Panera bread and I'm fucking mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> All right, come on. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do for my birthday? I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, yo, people I, keep asking me, like, let's do something. Let's do listen, something. Listen, somebody posted something, and this is not. I'm bringing I'm, my happiness to me. Listen, somebody posted something the other day. Um, I want to make a toast. <laughs> and like, honestly, I'm listen. I don't condone the no mask wearers. I don't. I don't. I wear my mask everywhere. But as soon as I sit and down at so that bar, now. as soon as I sit down at the bars, that drink start happening, that mask is off. Now and you I'm, know what it feels like to take your bra off. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you've been carrying the like, book, book of Psalms. <laughs> that is a good feeling, though, when you New come Testament, out of the, Old and you, like you've been to Target or Walmart or the gym. Mm. Like in a gym, I keep my mask on in the gym religiously. I don't pull it down past my nose. No, I keep that shit on. And it's just like it's the I, it's below the nose thing that bothers me. And just take that. it off. Yeah. And just take it off. Yeah. I don't know. Would you, um, would you shielding us from your breath? <laughs> I think. And um, wash y'all mask. In the gym, I use um. I don't have a cloth gym mask. I get. The, I have the surgical ones for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Is it black? No. The black the ones have ones. been very trendy. No, I just use the blue ones. I'm okay. not listening. I'm not in the gym to look cute. I'm in the gym to get whoa, something whoa, done. Whoa. Like I will wear the dumbest shit you to the gym. Said, all the motherfuckers be wearing all this, trying to look cute in the gym. That is not my thing. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's just not like I'm, I just need to be in. Everything need to be in. Because the last time that I went, when an older gentleman told me that everything was jiggling and jamming, and I was like, "Excuse me, sir." What you mean? What do like you mean? he just said that he had the best view in the gym, and he came I came up and told you that. I just was like, niggas are really disgusting. Yeah, we're we're one hundred percent horny all the time, and that's cool. But like, keep that shit to yourself. To yourself yeah, what makes you think that I wanted to hear that? That was probably his way of shooting the shot, which is not acceptable. Nah, no, but it was that was that was. Nose and weird. luckily, you know, I'm not like capping for the me too shit. Like mm-hmm. I, it, sexual assault is crazy. Man, yeah, like, listen. and I'm just like, yo. But I said that to him. I said, bro, like, you know. I'm a woman with a sick sense of humor, yeah. and I find this to be fucking hilarious. Yeah. You niggas gotta be. Someone ca- else may not. Uh, listen, niggas really gotta be like. Watch your mouth. That's. I wanted to say this real quick. I know we were supposed to go on a week, how to was your week and everything, but I want to say this, and just in regards to how you said that, mm-hmm. how you not you are you understand the Me Too movement, but you're not the person that's gonna everything you know, I don't personalize. Right. It's not an attack on my vagina. Right. 
And so the thing is, but women, like if it's a guy out here, right, and he's dating multiple women or he's meeting women left and right or mm-hmm. whatever, you got this one chick or one woman that may say like put apply pressure. And then you got another woman that is literally saying, I am part of the me too. I don't like this, that, and the third. You got to understand like for a dude, I'm understanding. That's why dudes be chilling the fuck off. Like you got to like, as a guy, like I would rather if I'm the crap shoot is going to be on just chilling the fuck out. I'm not the trying best to- advice that I could give you. My dear brother <laughs> is um, love people, how they want to be loved. Um, and respect people's boundaries. Absolutely. Everybody don't have the same boundaries. To, to, Everybody doesn't have the same rules and regulations. Yep. So you just got to ask some questions to I'd fill it out. I'd rather just bet on me and say um, And applying I'm, pressure doesn't mean be like a sexual hound. That's not applying pressure. What's like, applying pressure? Let me see. I'm getting pressure applied. Yeah. So what does that look like for me? Um, a person who says what they mean and mean what they say, like they show up when they say they want to do something. Mm-hmm. They, you know, that's applying pressure because most people are disappointing. You mm. know what I'm saying? Most people, you don't really, when you have had so many failed relationships or dating experiences, whether you're a guy or a girl, I think that you just kind of respond to things really like mm, nonchalant, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. it's everything is that, you know? So I think applying pressure is showing up. And being a person of your word, communicating, being honest, you know what I'm saying? Like, do what the fuck you say you want to do. And if you can't, you know, hold to that, also be honest about that as well. Like, you know, I really would love to come through for you in that capacity, but I'm not there yet. Like, I I can't do it. Mm. Giving somebody a choice. I think that's applying pressure. All right. Well, that's... uh... Mm-hmm. And was, buy them some nice the things, you that's know. That's from the book of Suki. Yeah, Suki it don't have to be a Birkin bag or anything. But I think just being considerate of someone else outside of yourself—that's a level of applying pressure. I like um, it. Being just be considerate. Mm-hmm. Whatever you don't want nobody to do to you, I don't think you should do that to nobody else. Because a lot of people can, um, you know, set the house on fire and then they go run after they do it. Mm. That I don't like confrontation, but you're wilding right, <laughs> right now, so I'm gonna out. have to confront you. All right, so say so. Imagine your son, right? You mm-hmm. have a son. Every girl, every woman wants you a want son. Down. Want a son? <laughs> what? What you say? <laughs> said that that young man is gonna be a scholar athlete. <laughs> oh, right, here we go. Do okay, bound. Yeah, of course. I'm drinking all the wine. We're drinking wine today. Um, yeah, no champagne. Um. You you ain't drinking, by the way. You need to drink. No, nope. I am. I am. Yeah, I ain't see you pick up that glass not one damn time. I got my chapstick on it because that's the well, dirty glass, gloss. nigga. You I'm wish. fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Fucking with <laughs> my mother you. would beat my ass. Um, she listens to every episode. So, too. so, be like, so your glasses was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not, mom. <laughs> so, so you got a son, right? And he comes up to you D1 and asks you that six three. Okay, he's six three. D one bound. Women, serious about his mother. Serious about his mother. And God but, don't play about But not him. that weird. Well, he's serious about not his mother. Not the toxic. I'm not the toxic. My son is my king. That, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> but, I'm not dressing him like his father who walked away from us. <laughs> at age three. Right. No. So, all right. So, you know, he's at, he asking the same thing. Apply pressure. Right. Mm-hmm. He don't understand what that is, you know, and he's saying, my, I'm trying to apply pressure, but I don't get it because she's not giving me the apply pressure like how am I supposed to apply pressure to somebody that's 
dating multiple people that's that's a point getting the pressure applied to them. How do you apply how do you apply pressure to a woman that's getting multiple pressures applied to? You got to figure out, look, love is I a, just, I just okay. want to hear. I just love wanna. is a gamble. Uh-huh. Okay. So you got to figure out, you you gamble. You got to figure out how you want to play your I hand. I don't gamble now. Okay. I, I say well, for now. right now, you want to, you want a hiatus, <laughs> but you got to figure out how you want to play your hand. Mm-hmm. If somebody has multiple sports coats or suitors, mm-hmm. you know, you have to think about, do I really want to be the one to see if I can get drafted? Do I want to be the person to see if like, I'm going to go first? you're talking to your son now. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to be real. Okay. Like, is this person really worth all this energy that you spitting out? Because to deal with multiple people at a time, mm-hmm. yes, your sexual freedom is everything, whatever else funky ass campaigns that we all have out here right now. Right. But <laughs> let's be real. To date multiple people at a time is fucking exhausting. As a man. Okay. As a, a woman. woman. Okay. As a man. As mm-hmm. a anybody. If you identify as zebra, what chair, whatever, <laughs> it's exhausting. Right. Like it's exhausting because you have to give yourself to so many different people in so many different ways because every woman that you deal with or every guy that you deal with is not the same. Right. So I know that when I was dating multiple people at a time, like, <laughs> yo, I was fucking tired. Right. You know, and it got to the point where I AWOL from the text and I don't respond and I don't want to talk on the phone and I don't want to do certain things because it's like, I don't even remember what you really told me because another nigga told me something else and, and I'm, I'm getting the stories, the stories off. I'm getting the up. stories conflicted. I'm like, yeah, so how was the funeral? What funeral? I'm like, oh, like, oh, you know what? I had a dream. I'm like, Yo, <laughs> I somebody about- is about to get Yo. clapped. <laughs> Remember that I'm drug sure. dealer cousin you told me about? You need to check on him. Right. So it's like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do that no more. And I get I it. You. Being out in the streets, it's lit, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves professing the hot girl, hot boy summer. But y'all niggas are very tired. Y'all be and tired. Bags under the eyes. Very tired. Looking real. Y'all get, then, then you start getting transparent with us on the internet about how you have nobody All and right. you're alone. I'm just saying. No, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which one is it? So, so I would tell my son. There you go. Are you interested in really trying to actively make this person your one? Mm-hmm. If not, no, no, no need to apply no pressure. Gotcha. Because if I was dating multiple people, there's really no need for me to apply pressure because I don't really feel like none of y'all niggas is the one. That's all I wanted to hear. None of y'all is the one. So yeah. who am I going to apply? Like none of, nobody is really showing up to nothing now in terms of dating. Like when I moved to a space of like, oh, I'm going to just talk to one person that that man was applying pressure in a way that other niggas wasn't. Right, right. You know, like he was showing up in a way that other people weren't. And he was talking to other people, too. Mm-hmm. I do know that we, right. we have. It was very honest. Yeah. Like very transparent the most honest shit I've ever like, shit been involved in. Yeah. I was like, whoa, we like really telling the truth. Yo, I was shook when this nigga was like, yeah, you know, it could have been you and another bitch, but I picked you and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, so I get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that mm-hmm. because I had a choice. Yeah. I knew what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. Now, then I'm a, I'm a apply pressure now. So I'm a drop all these niggas, you know what I'm saying? You apply pressure and as I'm well. A, I'm a, yeah, because uh-huh. I'm a reciprocate it. I got you. But if you don't really feel like anybody is the one, then don't do it. Yeah. I think a lot of people just walk into shit feeling uncertain, unsure, but also be careful to speak to what your insecurities are because sometimes you don't show up because you have some insecurities that you haven't quite that part. dealt with, that with part. yourself. 
Totally agree. You know, totally and you agree. can't say that all women behave like X, Y, and Z. You can't say all men do X, Y, and Z because all of them don't. Mm-hmm. If you keep putting these people in this space, you kind of selling yourself short and you're going to end up with nobody. Look at you, Zuki. I'm just saying. You on it today. Yeah. Shit. Well, how was your week? It was cool. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to stay COVID free mm-hmm. as best I can. Um, work is work. I've been applying to hella jobs. Hopefully I get a new job Did somewhere. Did you have anybody look over your resume? You know, I could look at it if you want. You know what? I'm, I'm really going to send it to you then. Yes. Yeah, I can, I can help you with that. I'm yeah, gonna... definitely. Because, um, I feel like the bitches on orange is the new black. I want out. Yeah, <laughs> um, I feel you. I've been considering. I was waiting for this moment. I'm so excited. I know. I've been considering selling panties. I've, I've been considering <laughs> doing a whole bunch of shit that is just not. Somebody told me. So somebody, some not somebody told me. Somebody actually. Somebody told me. I posted. So my cousin Rima, when she was um, she posted me when I did her business cards for. Her. She knew she. Needed some business card. I mean, this was a while ago. And from her post, a few people hit me up. One chick hit me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what she does for a living, but she would be considered a bad um bitch in this day and age. Okay. I, I don't ask me what a bad bitch is, but I'm gonna don't worry about it. If you go on her IG, you would you would it's consider whatever her that you one, want it you know? to be. And she said, This is how she approached me. She that, the reason why I'm saying is because what you said, she said. Um, I need a website. I was like, okay, well, what kind of website? She was like, um, I've been, I want to sell my panties. I'm getting sick of people asking me for them. I need, a, I need a website. Go. But she talked to me as if I want her panties. She did that all wrong. And so that was the end of the conversation. But, you know, I, it's a thing out here. Yeah. I don't know why I would want anybody's only, no, never mind. I, I got you. But anyway, so you're weak. Well, so I got I'm you. Just trying to, I'm just trying to resume. maintain. I'm just trying to maintain. I'm trying to figure out a move for for my birthday. Um, well, let me know if you need a DJ. Yeah. And I want to I'm going to bring the happiness to myself and not wait on anyone to bring it to me. Nah, you're you sound like me because mm-hmm. you're turning 35. Yeah, I'm an adult now. You sound like me. You sound that's that's oh, I'm so yeah. happy for you. I mean, like, I never really did depend on anyone to do you didn't it. Depend I, I on planned it myself. You, you, but, but the thing is, you know, you just, you're over it. You're over yeah. it. You're like, you know what? If anybody fuck with me, they're going to fuck with me. If Period. not, I'm not mad. I'm not angry no, or anything. If I don't care. You're around, you're around. Because you know what? Again, the birthday things, um, just take a moment and close your eyes. Not if you're driving a car, because that's not safe. Yeah. But take a moment just to think about how much energy you've exerted in planning a birthday celebration to have a whole bunch of motherfuckers, people who show up with no bottle. Mm-hmm. They don't come with anything. Or the bottle that they or, put in the back pocket right. and they just going to be pouring. And, right. Right. Or they come and then they want to take shit that they didn't even contribute to. It's just like, I'm not, you know, I'm Moment. not. I'm Yeah. Well, I'm, me- I don't feel like spending a whole bunch of bread to host a bunch of bum motherfuckers. Like, I, I don't I don't because I'm going to be putting out the bread because I know what I like to drink and I know what I like to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make sure that that's afforded to me. Yeah. Um, I will say that I'm blessed that most of my friends that I, I have left standing after <laughs> survivor um, don't treat me like that so I wouldn't have to worry about that but there was a time in the past where it's like I'm throwing these things
things and having this shit and having a kickback at the crib and all of that. And I got to front all the bread, mm-hmm. you know, just to have something yeah. because niggas show up empty handed, yeah. you know? And it's like, bro, we're grown. I understand niggas on spending regimens and all of that, but stop coming to people's houses empty handed. It's not I, a good look. I know the feeling, man. It's well, not if, a good you, look. if you end up doing something, let me know. You know, Most I'm around. Um, yeah, I'm around. I'll, you know, I'll bring little old Dolo. Figure it out. We can. It's all good. We can party. Um, I'm on vodka now, so I, I can never get there. I'm on vodka. I gotta stop. I'm like, I'm back on my. Unless uh, it's a lemon drop martini okay, or something well, like, then I could fuck with that. But are we 21? Let that shit go, my nigga. No, I love lemon drop martini. Of like, course, I'm never every not gonna. 21 year old loves those. No, but I'm not never gonna not love that. I but get, no, I only fuck with them when I go to the Cheesecake Factory to be real with you. <laughs> you such a ratchet. I'm, for I'm that. a rat. Like, yeah, I only fuck with it when I go to. Now, there was one bartender, God rest his soul, he passed away. He used to make it for me at another little hole in the wall that I used to go to. Mm-hmm. Fucking superb chef's kiss, fucking right. lemon drop. But he's dead. So who's going to do it for me now? Okay. So you like lemon drops? I so love like lemon the, drop martinis or the like shots. The, okay. I make a really good lemon drop. You know, I, you know, yeah. vodka, I like vodka. Well, I'm back on my vodka shit because. Um, Shout out to Brian. He's a vodka man. I know. I know. Um, he's wait. Russian princess. <laughs> he loves vodka. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, How was your week? It was. It was cool, man. Um, it's the beginning of the month, so it's really beginning of the month for me is really calm at work. You get so some stamps. <laughs> what? I want some food stamps. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I, um, it's just been real chill, man. I'm um uh I like I've hunkered down and uh, starting in February, um, because I'm getting closer to the house thing finally. So I was told in January by my um Cause I'm going through NACA mm-hmm. and my counselor was like, yo, I don't know what you're doing with your money. You gotta chill. Just because you saving don't mean you can do this with that. You can't. And I'm like, that don't make no sense to me, but you know what? At this point I'm over this shit. Yeah. So February was a month of me literally. And I'm going to continue to do shutting nothing. it down. Like when I say shut down, like I've started to, I'm back on the old school dolo shit. So like literally if I go and buy a piece of gum, um, I put, I mark it down and I have this app where I put all my income, any type of side hustle, any income I get mm-hmm. in, I put that and anything I spend, I put it and I have categories for it. And at the end of the month, I could see where I spent uh, anything that was towards my car entertainment, which right. cons- entertainment consists of if, if I, if I bought a bottle, that's entertainment to me. Um, if I, uh, yeah, entertainment, anything fun to me. Right, eating down. out, At, writing eating every, out is everything like down. just going to a restaurant, or whatever. They also so, say you should write down what you eat too. Well, that's this month. This month, I've added that on to. Well, I mean, that's like in the, calorie counting wise. That's and this, I'm back on that too. So that's in the month of March now. So um, my, I know my calorie intake again. It's just nothing has changed with that. So pretty much talk by about April, accountability. Yeah, I have to. I have to get to it. And Three I, Auntie Annie's pretzels. <laughs> You know, but doing that though, you see, you be like, yo. So it wasn't like I've, I've done this before. Um, of I put 20, it in my phone. I have an app where I can put down what I eat in my phone. Oh, you what? What app you use? Uh, my Fitness Pal. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good app to mm-hmm. use. Um, so the app that I use for my um finances is called Dollar Bird. I don't want it to attach it to my account. I don't want right. any of that. I want to do it physically so I can really have to put it in so and I can. you said the app is Dollar Bird? Dollar Bird. It's okay. free. B-Y or B-I? B-I-R-D. Okay. 
And it's really simple. You just literally have to put everything down. You can make your own categories, whatever. Nice. But I know, like, I did really good last month. I, I know I'm not going to ever fuck off on entertainment again. Well, maybe. I, I have. But, like, like one month, I spent $1,400 in entertainment alone. So that's considered. That's, 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 and, and. <laughs> it was bottles. It's it's like and not going out. Like if I come to your house, if you have an event, you know I'm gonna bring a bottle. How many people houses was you going to? This was when outside was open. I'm not doing oh, that oh, shit no oh, more. Oh, 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 not oh, now. Oh, 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 like nah. But this was in 2019. 2019 that happened. Okay. Um. So if you have a game night, at one point in time, if you had a game night, I would bring what I drink. So, you know, I'm yeah. gonna bring I used to bring Ciroc VSOP mm-hmm. and a bottle of champagne and then I get the I get the gold bottle French Bel Air. So I would bring that. So but that was it was because I, this is how I was raised. Like my sister, my mother, no well, doubt, no never doubt. bring it's, this, don't bring no, don't be one of them motherfuckers that bring uh shutter home. And put it off in the corner, pink rosé, so. and then you drinking all the Hennessy or something. Now so that's, that's different. Now that's different. Now, so, but if I you a bottom of the barrel motherfucker. Drink you, the bottom it, of the barrel. Hey, do you. <laughs> but why do I see you with my top shelf shit in your mouth and you came in here with $7? Stop fucking playing with me. Like, you gotta be kidding right now. And they do, they slide it off in the corner like, like they, put it right here, right there. they be like, I don't know. Oh, you say you don't like sweet stuff, right? Stop <laughs> and playing then, with then me. they take it. Then Stop they take it back on. Yeah, so. because I'm I'm a rude host. And I tell people all the time, baby, hey, before you go, take this with you because we don't drink this in <laughs> Yo, here. My sister you has done you that. know that's my thing. We don't drink this in here. Go ahead, take that home. So, on, anyway. Um, or at least call the host and ask them what they like. That's another thing. What like do you that, like? If you don't want to, yeah. But like, so yeah, that I had bugged out But you know who energy. you're dealing with because some motherfuckers, I could bring you $7 and you'll be happy because <laughs> nobody else brought anything. So I can use that as leverage. Well, yeah, like I, so <laughs> like, you know, I, I've calmed down with that, but I still do. If there's a game night or something, that month was a lot of game nights and it was a lot of me going out mm-hmm. and that was entertainment. Anything that had to do with entertainment, that's what it was. It wasn't flights. I didn't go anywhere that month. But in any case, um, yeah, so I'm just really monitoring. So last month was to see where I've been spending. Um, this month is trimming the fat and adding calorie in, calorie count on this one. And I'm back heavy in the gym. And then um, the month of April is going to be me trimming the fat, no pun intended, on my calorie in t- intake and the foods that I've eaten. And obviously making my financial, any financial fallacies that I've had in from the previous month, yes, making it even better. And then uh, by May, I should be a, a new nigga. Not a new nigga. Just the same nigga yeah. I was before COVID. Yo. I'm trying to move some money around so I get this BBL. All right. Well, it's tax season. Mm, I don't got no kids or nothing. I don't really get shit. I got to We'll talk about that off yeah. here. Like, okay. Um. So anyway, um, but yeah, my week, my I'm week. Trying was to chill. see what them three racks do that y'all <laughs> niggas be getting. Yo, honestly, like, I'm about to get a car. I'm like, oh wow. I don't know. I like. I have. I've always owed. Same. I've always owed. But the reason and I get the most amount of taxes taken out, I'm so confused. Like well, it's what's because happening? you make too much and you don't show. It's it's you make too much mm-hmm. and you're in in the bracket, and also mm-hmm. you're not showing. To make simply simply put, there's a reason why I at the end of the year, th- you may not think it may not think you do, but understand this: there's a reason why millionaires and people that make enough a couple of bucks do the giveaways and and and, and yeah, it's a tax write off. It's a tax write off. Mm-hmm. So 
trust and believe uh, Dolon Suku would be giving shit away this year. All right. Okay. We'll talk about that over here because nigga, I'm okay. tired. I don't want to. I don't give a fuck about getting money back during taxes. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to pay or give get money for taxes. I'm fine with that. January and February are my slowest months on the side hustle shit. It's cool, but that's a whole nother story. Um, let's get into topics, man. All right. Oh, yeah. I didn't ask you. Uh, do you have a scenario? I do. Okay, we don't got to get into. It. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I have um, one. Let's go on. Let's go on to some topics. You, all you right. Start. So I guess I'll start. We all know or should know by now because I feel like if you're a sneakerhead um, and, you know, you look at complex often, as most black folks do, um, we know that a Nike executive has resigned after an article has been uh, dropped mm-hmm. about her son's sneakers, mm-hmm. sneaker business. Excuse me. So and. Hebert, mm-hmm. she is the executive. She left Nike days after Bloomberg Businessweek published an article about her son, the owner of a sneaker resale company. He decided he he denied, I'm sorry, receiving inside information from her. A longtime top executive um, has a lot of questions circulating about possible ties to her son's sneaker retail resale business and whether he used a credit card in her name for the company. Um, she was vice president and general manager of Nike's North America division. Um, she recently resigned as early as Monday. So in its statement, Nike said it would announce a replacement for her soon. Ms. Hebert, who had been with the company for more than 25 years, had made the decision to resign. And the company um, said that she did this through an email. Um, her <laughs> she, she broke up with she broke up with her company via email. She knew what it was. So Bloomberg Business Week published an article on the rise of West Coast um, streetwear, a company that buys and resells limited editions of sneakers and clothing. Miss Hebert would not immediately could not be immediately reached for comment. Of course, West Coast streetwear is owned by her son by the name of Joe who is 19 years old. He buys large amounts of highly sought footwear, such as Yeezys and Jordans, and he resells them for higher prices. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) The purchases are completed using computer programs like CyberSoul, um, which are designed to increase opportunities. If you've never used CyberSoul, it helps to get you ahead of the line or off the waiting, what is it, waiting list or the line or whatever to get selected for a shoe. I'll right. speak on it in a second. I'll let you, you do that because yeah. I know you know all about it. <laughs> um, the article said that at one point, Mr. Heber and his team spent $132,000 on hundreds of shoes and was able to resell them for a $20,000 profit. The article also described a statement from an American Express corporate card that was in Ms. Hebert's name um, and shared with Bloomberg's Business Week to illustrate the resale company's revenue. That's where y'all fucked up. In the article, Mr. Hebert acknowledged that the Nike executive was his mother and said that she had inspired him as a businesswoman. But he said that her position at Nike was removed from his work and she did not provide him with inside information. You run your mouth too fucking much. Neither Mr. Hebert nor West Coast Streetwear responded to requests for comment. Um, While a website for the company was down on Tuesday morning, his Instagram account still showed images of Yeezys, Jordans and other brand shoeboxes, some stacked and others scattered in what appears to be a warehouse. Ms. Hebert was promoted to her role as vice president and general manager of the company's North America division in last April. She oversaw sales, marketing, merchandising and other areas. So, I mean, look, 
Okay. Hard to find models can sell for hundreds or tens of thousands of dollars. So for instance, a pair of Air Yeezy Red October shoes can sell for over $15,000 depending on the size. All right, so check this out. Um, <clears throat> all right, so... And, I, okay, and they're just, projected to reach $30 billion in revenue by 2030. So I'll start by saying this. Um, the sneaker game... All right, so... <laughs> The C, everybody remember that taking the SATs. Well, most people. Right. Um, one of the things that I used to get fucked up on, so I might fuck this up, but it was so confusing to me at the time. But the CIA is to the crack pandemic is is what Nike and sneaker companies to what the resale comp, resale um, industry is. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things that we see, the reason that she's stepping down, yeah, she's stepping down, but trust me, there are she's still tons, getting that bread. She's getting bread off side off side. She's she's made a lot of a lot of um uh relationships with people, uh other retailers, resellers. So that that's not a big thing. What I'm saying is there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of people within and she's just one. Um 2021 is exposing a lot of people from the short squeeze with the stock market. Spiritual warfare. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> um, I can I consider myself a sneakerhead um, because I really do love the culture. Um, and I'm not one of the sneakerheads just because I buy a whole bunch of sneakers, meaning I'm a sneakerhead. No, I, the type of sneaker I can tell, I can tell you a lot about sneakers. All right. As a person that has ran multiple bots, um, that my percentage of winning in bots is smaller than another person mm. um, because I still do have to work and there's a lot of other things that's involved. Bots doesn't mean that you're going to win. All right. right. Um, I've been in cook It groups. just increases the chance. It increases the chance. If you don't understand a bot, the bot is the reason why niggas can't get um, Xboxes, why your boyfriend tickets can't get his Xbox. For, game, uh, for games, tickets. events. Yeah. Um, I can run a bot, get a proxy, get some IPs and literally just have, literally press a button um, after I ran all these other things, spent at least five, six hundred dollars and to get these sneakers and just added a credit card. And my bot will keep working and getting that quicker than you can click on the size and everything. It doesn't work like that anymore. You're losing because of bots. It's not because it's uh, all these other things. So I say to anybody that buys sneakers from a friend or somebody that probably has a IG or, or a website called The Plug, Research that too because they might they may be a plug, but they also could be getting UAs, which are unauthorized um, officials of a sneaker. That's pretty much not really real sneakers; they're fakes. It's like going to the warehouse in New York back in the day. In the warehouse, you get all those dope ass shit for cheap, and you understand why it's because they're not really real sneakers. But anyway, the kid that that get, that was doing this, um, he. He was. I've, I've researched him a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I went across, on his Instagram I've seen, page. His, I've seen the I've pictures. Seen it too. I've seen the pictures a while ago. Did you see the picture of him? I think he's like on a deck mm-hmm. where it's all the shoes stacked up, and it's like ridiculous. So those, so those, so those, so those sneakers that he was posting, they were over twenty, twenty five, over forty pairs of. Um, off-white Jordan 5s, mm-hmm. um, which can range anywhere between, between, depending on your size from $800 and up. I'll just go up, right? My size, I think I can get a pair of those specific ones for probably 
Right. So oh, think about that. You do the math. Right. Um, there ain't no two for 89. Yeah, ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's totally different. Um, oh. on, on top of that, that uh, me out I remember now. like just because being part of the culture and always seeing shit on IG, um, I've seen this picture that he posted saying that he found and they were talking about in my cook group and niggas was like at the time was like bought much thinking that he bought it. But he didn't. He had posted that in this in reference to the article he had posted. Last year or two, no, last year. Yeah, last year that he found in the back of a storage unit, um, three or six pairs of Marty McFly or AKA the Air Max. The Air Max released, I think, a few years back after a lot of recognition and, and um, the um, it went viral that they should release um, the Back to the Future. If you ever seen Back to the Future 2, mm-hmm. which is where Marty McFly, the protagonist in the, in the movie, was wearing sneakers that, that laced. They were Nikes because he was in the future. Mm-hmm. A Nike actually made that sneaker. It sold for dumb cheap, like normal sneakers. But because it was so limited, by the time it reached us, it was probably like ten available. Them shits were given to celebrities and blah blah blah. Right. That sneaker now, I, I, I want to say it sold for two hundred. But they're saying on that article one thirty. I don't know if it sold for that cheap. But the retail value for the Marty McFlies or the Air Mag uh, right now is about twenty grand. And he has six pairs of them and said he found them in the um in, in the back of a storage unit. So what I'm saying is anybody that's trying to get sneakers or whatever, like it's all cat. Like those people are lying to hide their plug. And their plug is not the homeboy. Seventy thousand. They're seventy thousand now? Yeah. They're seventy thousand. I'm looking now? at it. Fox's mm. famous character, Marty McFly. Um, when was the article produced? This it just says this is from Google. It says that it could fetch up to seventy thousand dollars in a rare sneaker auction. Oh yeah, in the auction. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, because okay, because they might. I'm it's sure up to seventy. I'm sure 000. it probably went up after this happened. One thing about sneakers, it's like an investment. So like I have. I have a lot of pairs of Jordans and majority of my Air Jordan 1s and my 4s um, have went up a lot ever since um, uh, they released a Michael Jordan documentary. Mm-hmm. So all my sneakers went up an additional $200 because of the fact that that, that um, Last Dance um, documentary was released. All my sneakers just shot up. So there's the thing. Um, but yeah, like this whole, like the whole game is... Is, is is the sneaker game is fucked right now and it's fucked it's just like everything else the sneaker culture is our culture i don't give a fuck what anybody say the sneaker culture is the black person's culture that's it that's our culture it started in hip-hop that's our well, fucking culture that, that was my issue with the article um that you know we're listening to hipster fucking white boys talk to us about some shit that you're not even really a part of. You just have the capital to do it. That's really what it is. Your like mother's fucking you, you're credit not, card. Right. Yep. You're not fresh. You don't not. know shit about it. You can't like most, most and, and have gone going to like a predominantly um, white school, you know, you see that they, they, they will take everything that we have and try to recreate it or make it their own walking around like fucking B-Rad from fucking Malibu's Most Wanted. 
I'm tired of like these type of companies getting the spotlight for street West Coast streetwear and how streetwear is impacting young people of today. And this is shit that black boys get profiled over. They get arrested for. They can't come into certain restaurants. They can't do certain things. But if a white person does it, it's trendy, it's cool, it's chic. And let's talk about it. Right. That's where the disrespect comes in. Yeah, it's, it's trash, man. Like I just, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that she's stepping down, but and also she, she was she was part no of bread. it. She ain't gonna lose no bread. Like she like one like you gonna make a lot of money. The sneaker game is really crazy. Like if you have a good credit card and a good bot, you can make some money off of it. If you got a good ten thousand dollar credit card and a good bot, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, you can make you can make some fucking money. So you know, um, hopefully, hopefully that you know they'll crack down it, but they not. I mean, I could keep going, but I'm not. There's so many things that I could tell y'all about how shit is trash. I've read other articles that didn't get as popular as this. Like Nike had a whole thing within side of his thing. Niggas was running bots inside of Nike. So that's a whole nother thing. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I think I got something. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to see if I can do it as good as you. You were, you was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let me ask you something, Suki. Okay. Um, um, now, if you... You need to be transparent. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. You know, it's up to your consent. Uh-huh. Do you like sex? Yeah, it's cool. How much do you like it? Now, I would say on a 10. Mm. Prior to this. Prior to uh, COVID? Prior to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I can. <laughs> it's all good. I didn't mean it like that. Before, well, probably what? like a three. Okay. Okay. So, and I was very prude. Do you like to? Okay. Do you like to travel? Yeah. Okay. So, Would I give up sex to do so? Uh, okay. Yes. Fuck yeah. It's like nah. All right. Well, you, you know, it's not fair that you just ruin shit to, for me. It's that not was what fair. it was. Yes, my nigga. Oh, thirty percent. I can't win with Sugi today, y'all. I always win and ruin the surprise. So there's an article. Um, 30% of Americans will give up sex for a year just to travel again, survey finds. Mm. Would um, you? Fuck, I don't, nigga, I ain't never been nowhere. Oh. I ain't never, I'm a nigga. I'm still trying to, 2020 was my year to just do new shit. And I had wrote down in my gold book that I'm going to travel three new places and all this shit. Aww, and your little go, vision board. I ain't had no fucking Did you pay I for hate the party? vision boards. I fucking hate vision boards. I write it in the back of my bill book <laughs> and in January of the year that, that I'm going into, hey, that I'm into the new year, I always write down the things I want to do. And one of the things was to travel to three new places. So on my place for 2020 was New Orleans. I never been there. Got family there. Texas, I've never been there. And San Diego. I wanted to go to San Diego. Yeah. It was between San Diego Is and- it San Diego or San Francisco where they shit on the street? I wouldn't know because I'm a nigga. I'm I don't that. know. You no, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So after staying home for nearly a year, Americans will give anything to hit the road again. Um, desperate vacationers said that they will willingly give up love, sex, or money in exchange for trip exchange for a trip, according to a recent survey by travel search site um, Trafago. More than eighty percent of those polls said travel is part of a well-rounded life. To the end, nearly half of four or 48 percent would give up their job. 30 percent would give up sex for a year. One quarter would fork over all their savings. And one in five said they would dump their partner if it meant they could take a trip in the near future. And like I said before, Instagram, y'all motherfuckers is addicted to something 
I don't know what the fuck it's about. It's low, people think that location will change their problems. And they think that temporary escape will make everything better when actually it really doesn't. So I would suggest that you learn how to cope with your life in the here and now. So that way you're not always looking to run to the other side of the United States or, you know, down south or somewhere else. Because before everybody was flooding Mecca. Uh, the black Mecca, which was Atlanta. And now everybody is now trying to flood the West Coast. And so it's cool. More power to you to relocate to somewhere where you don't know nobody. You don't know shit. But I think that we cannot get addicted to thinking that a location is going to take your problems away. It won't. Mm-hmm. They still will exist. And most times they're probably going to follow you to wherever you decide to go. But I think the the trip shit is linked to the Instagram shit. Right. You want to show a vibe. People's, yo, the people who travel a lot on mm-hmm. my timeline, and I guess it might be some of y'all that are listening, but if you want to fight, whatever, suck my dick. So y'all are quiet. Right. I don't hear nothing from y'all. So it must mean that life on the home front is very boring for you because you don't really have anything else to show us other than the trips. Honestly, I don't, honestly, I think, I think it's deeper than that, yo. I what think do people, you think it I is? think people really don't know how to live with themselves. Mm. Like, honestly, I know how it is. I'm, I'm an extrovert. Like, I literally need to be around people after a few days. It's going to fucking start to bother But I don't me. need to, like, okay. I don't for, have to travel, though. For instance, there are people that I know that were in Costa Rica, right? Mm-hmm. And they went away to Costa Rica and couldn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Because it's quarantine right. Like so some of the big things that you could travel to see The little excursions and stuff like that You can't even really partake in it because of COVID Right. So basically y'all paid to go to Costa Rica To sit in the resort all day To show us Instagram videos of y'all getting drunk And having fun Like you could have did that here It's for IG That's sad So there's that So you know think about that Like I would never And I also think that that's very selfish. I wouldn't to, to answer your question. I wouldn't trade up sex for traveling. Like nah, I don't give a fuck about that. Sorry, like, it's way I'm too good. lit right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, you want to do one more and get into your scenario? I mean, yeah. But yeah. to answer my question about is it San Diego or San Francisco? <laughs> it's San Diego that had the poop problem where people were legit shitting in the street. Y'all wow for that. Yeah. Well, it was because of the influx of like um, homelessness. homelessness. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Um, and 2017, they had to have like a hepatitis, some hepatitis A um, vaccinations. They were pushing that because um, the the ex- excessive waste caused the deadly hepatitis outbreak. Mm. All so. right. Well, mm. give, me, give me another article. You got something else? OK. Let's I really want to hear Suki's scenario because I didn't we didn't go over it. So I really want to know what you got. OK. Um, well, I guess I can run through the rest of these real quick because they're quick ones. So um, yet again, in the teaching community, I guess Zoom must be breaking y'all fucking heads because a Georgia high school teacher is now facing backlash for saying that Breonna Taylor's death was her own fault. Mm. So Georgia high school teacher Susan, all fucking Susan McCoy, has received a lot of justified criticism after she suggested that Breonna Taylor was responsible for her own death. She is a forensics teacher and she has gotten calls 
ridiculously to be fired from Pebble Brook High School in Mableton, Georgia. Isn't Mableton like a pretty rich county in Georgia? I believe. I don't know. I think I so. Have no fucking. Clue. Let me know, Smurf, if you're out there. Let us know. I'm mm-hmm. sorry she was killed, but you know, and this is her quote: "I'm sorry she was killed, but you know, when you hang out with people with guns and shooting, you're likely to get caught in the crossfire." She could be heard saying about Taylor in a clip recorded by one of the students. What's her name? Brianna something. The woman who was killed in the gunfire from the cops. She went on to incorrectly assert that the no knock search warrant for Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, (laughs) Kenneth Walker. um, Whoa, it was it was, you know, she basically said that it was okay. Um, She said that the guy who was wanted had charges and they fired he fired on them so she fired he fired back mm. um and so pretty much you know just a whole bunch of ignorance shit uh and again all of that information you know i think you really need to watch what you say of course susan apologizes and says that she wants to apologize sincerely publicly for the things that she said in her class that had something to do um with something that i was very ignorant about i'm just heartbroken I'm just heartbroken that I said something so rude and disrespectful. (laughs) You know, I can fucking not. Listen, she also continued. I should have never talked about something that I didn't understand. And I truly, truly apologize and ask for forgiveness and hope that someday I can have that trust back with my student that I know that I lost. You know, girl, fuck you. Listen, I I don't, I don't even know. Nope. Why? Why are we I'm doing this? Why, why? Why? What else we got? Okay. A 19 year old Brazilian um, esports player was murdered by another gamer. She get real. I don't know if you have a rage quit, but I'm telling you right now, I've cussed people out. I've I've um got my ass beat and I've beaten people ass in a fucking video game and yeah. they were so mad at me. Even the little kids be wilding on there, calling people niggas and shit. And oh all yeah, that, that, yeah that, they I mean, it was see as th- soon as they start losing, the nigga shit comes out. See, it's because it, the internet is more. Not, I want to say more. Po- it's it's more popular, but it's it's with IG and things, video being able to be uploaded so quickly. Um, things are now being seen. But I'm gonna be absolutely honest with you. In 2006, I was being called a nigga online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 2007, online gaming heavy and I'm playing Halo and niggas called fucking nigger. Fucking you, you, you cheap internet. It's why you're so laggy. Your cheap internet is the fucking welfare internet. Oh my God. I used oh, to wow. go, oh, they used to go in. I'm like, right, exactly. You lost, bro. Right. Just say that. You Just lost, say you're mad. Bro. They used to be mad. So, well, you know. if you are a gamer, whether you are a late or a gentleman, um, we know that the <laughs> gaming world can be very late intense. <laughs> <laughs> it can be very intense, right? Um, Call of Duty is one of those things that I enjoy playing because it helps put the steam off of a long day. Um, a Call of Duty mobile player by the name of Oliviera Bueno de Silva, known mm-hmm. as Soul, was killed by another player at her home on Monday, according to ESPN Brazil, which has seen the report from police. Um, ESPN Brazil reports that Silva was a 19 year old who had just started her career in the mobile um, esports scene, was killed by another player um, named Alves Costa, who goes by Flashlight in the gaming world. Not Flashlight. 
flashlight. Who the fuck would think that you said flashlight? I just so wanted be, to say it. All right. Silva, Silva is said to have met Costa a month ago online. And according to police report, there's evidence that he had been planning the attack for at least two weeks in his notebook. Oh, he got his boots smoked by her. Yeah. Damn, I wonder what it was. Police and Silva... Um, Police says Silva was stabbed to death in her home, a neighborhood that's south. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, in the north of Sao Paulo in Brazil. Costa reportedly shared the video of the attack on WhatsApp Jesus. with multiple people, including esports organization Gamers Elite. He is also said to have uh, sent a PDF with messages of hatred against Christians and makes a nod to terrorism, um, according to the translated Instagram post from the Call of Duty mobile um, organization. So they informed that they're authorities of the crime. They've never seen him in person and only a few in our organization have ever seen his face. The files were reportedly sent to the Federal University of Serra, Professor Lola Anarich, who said on Twitter that the messages promised new attacks with various links to videos. So this is kind of like if you've ever seen um, Don't Fuck With Cats, how that guy was kind of like doing that weird ass shit mm -hmm. um, and wasn't showing his face. And mm -hmm. like basically this band of people got together to find him, to find him. Wow. I don't want to tell you guys, but that's, that's kind of like what this sounds like, that you keep saying you're going to do it again. Nobody's never seen your face. You know what I'm saying? And then you post this attack on this girl like. And it was premeditated because you definitely, you definitely planned that out there. Jeez, I've been very upset. I've been mad enough to want to fight. Right. Know, but never, never, ever wanted to kill somebody. Nah, it's never that deep. Um, in Arizona, some shit that I would do with myself. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, fake my own kidnapping because I don't want to go to work. So. Fucking uh, goat. <laughs> yeah. That's the fucking goat right there. That's the fucking goat. That's what that person is. In Arizona, man. <laughs> <laughs> An Arizona is. man was arrested after faking his own kidnapping because he did not want to go to work. 19 year old Brandon Sewells was found roughed up and helpless in February on February 10th, a city that's 55 miles um, Coolidge, which is a city 55 miles from Phoenix. He told police that he'd been kidnapped by two masked men. Um, in actuality, police said he did it all to himself. A Coolidge police department official said he informed us that he at first um, he informed us that he at first stuffed a bandana in his mouth. Afterwards, he took off his own belt and bound his hands with his own belt. He laid on the ground and scooted on the side of the room. How did he get the picture though? So that I That's wonder if the I cops took it. Who the fuck took the picture? So somebody could see him and waited. And his plan worked, or at least he thought he would. Police were called to the scene by a passerby um, and they found him. He informed us that he was hit in the head and stuffed in a car in front of his home. It occurred at seven o'clock in the morning. But when we located video surveillance from in front of his home, we were able to see no such thing. He explained that the kidnapping was over a large amount of money that his father hid somewhere around town. <laughs> It's Sound not. like that nigga worked at your job. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said, I can't do it today. Right. So pretty much he was charged with reporting false information. Um, he pleaded guilty. Um, and the police say that it is very important that we put out um, that media release to let people know that our community is still safe. And there are not two masked men running around kidnapping people. Right. And <laughs> people don't understand how much the media can can blow something up and how you all fucked up in the head. Yo, what kind of job does he have? It might be like my job. Like, I for told real, you, he worked with you. Yo, when we ever try 
have called. Me, I mean, no, but like seriously, when we've ever tried to call out, like you know, I'm always triggered by those memes where it's like a pile of snow and there's like a jeep on top of it, like, and they're like, "So you still can't come in? Like you're still not going to be able to do it?" I think my job has kind of been more relaxed about people calling out and mm-hmm. falling ill due to COVID or being right. exposed to someone with COVID. But prior to that. Yo, the callouts were real. Like people would have to fabricate the craziest shit to, because it's not a job where my old job, like I could send in an email and be like, hey, I'm not going to be in today. And if you had the paid time off to use it, they're not going to question you about it. They're going to let you use your time. Yeah. The only way that it becomes an issue is when you don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. So if you're giving a staff person X amount of days per school year to be able to use, why is it that when they choose to call out that they can't use the time? They can't use it or they'll, they try, they'll to, try talk to tell you. them. They try to talk you out of it, basically. Well, so one thing I learned a long time ago, my say I can't to, make it a hang up. Shout out to my <laughs> homeboy. Um, I worked at Verizon, mm. one of my first jobs out of the college, um, out of the college, out of college um, was out here. Uh, Verizon. It was a uh, tier one tech. Um, it was really good money, um, mm-hmm. but it was really fucking stressful, fucking stressful. And I remember talking to my homeboy. We was just going over just like hating our job. And one of the things that his father told him, and it was the smartest thing ever. And it's the truth. It wasn't even like no fucking profound knowledge. It was just like, huh. like, yo, as a manager, your fucking job is to get your employees in the fucking office. Simple as that. If I'm here, I think you should be here if you're supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, if you call in and say you can't make it here, my job is to keep you here. So, and that's, and that's it. And that's it. You know, I'm not mad, but you as a human needs to let your human nature go and be a fucking dog. Like if you calling in, bang out, if you banging out, bang out, that's it. Like, that's all it is. Like, yo, I'm calling. Like, yo, I don't feel good or I'm not going to make it in today. I got the time. Legally, you can't. Like, what? what's the reason? Personal. Okay. Legally, they can't fuck with you. But I remember being there. I remember oh, being there. Oh, but a lot of person. jobs will push the limits in terms of what they can do to you from a human resource perspective. So I always tell people, read the manual at your job. Like, read that. Read that, that, read that book. Mood, because let me tell you, they love to fire you on that shit. But when you hold them to something that they wrote in the book, they, oh, wait a minute. Oh, nope. That's... I will be fully transparent before we get into our scenario. I got pulled up at a job one time for... Um, doing job abandonment and I was so confused as to why. So this particular job I was working for the state at the time and everybody leaves to go to get coffee or to get breakfast, you know, in most office jobs, you really don't do shit Mm -hmm. for majority of the day. Um, Majority of the day consists of figuring out what everybody did the night before and where y'all going to have lunch at today and you know, whatever. So I go to the ATM machine because I wanted a cup of coffee and the place next door to my job did not take a card. Mm -hmm. You had to, have you had to charge a minimum of like five dollars or whatever but i'm only getting a coffee right i didn't want breakfast I, I didn't want all of that so i did what i had been doing i had been working for this place for like four years already i go to walk to the atm machine one of the other um administrators sees me and says good morning to me hey how are you doing how was your day whatever but this bitch went back to the office and said oh i saw you know sugi walking around downtown 
when she literally held the door for me to walk into the fucking ATM machine. I should shoot your grandma's station wagon up when I So, go. number one, I already know that you're a weak-ass bitch. You're mm. still a weak-ass bitch. Oh. Like, because you went and did some, like, shit like that. And I feel like if I'm a person who's in charge and I think that something weird is going on, I'm going to say something to the person instead right. of going back and trying to start some shit. I might be like, hey, is everything cool? Like, you know, um, what's going on? So that maybe if I was concerned about what they were doing they would maybe give me a response but considering that you held the door for me you know in passing to go into the bank to the AT, I was doing what you was doing right but okay though so I get back to work my boss at the time tries to like write me up I refuse to sign the write up I go back and p- pull up the um the manual at work or whatever the the rule book or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and I highlight what the definition what the company's definition of job abandonment is because that was what was specifically noted on my actual um on my write up that was not job abandonment job right. abandonment is leaving and never coming the fuck back Like I legit came back in 10 minutes. Like I was back in 10 minutes. So, you know, at that point I felt like, you know, they were picking, then they brought the big boss in there. And then I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to sign it. And she was like, um, no one's afraid of you. That's what she said. That's what Uh she said to me. And and I'm like, wait a minute. So this just got like, I already felt like it was personal, but I was like, okay, so this really kind of put the check in the box that this is personal. Mm -hmm. Um, needless to say, like I ain't signing the shit. Big, big, crazy thing that ended up happening. Um, fast forward, I the HR director comes over to the building because we were in a separate building from the main building. So she comes over with her little fucking rolling backpack and she's sitting posted up where people could drop in if they have concerns and stuff. So I come into her office and I'm like, hey, Miss so-and-so, let me ask you a question. I said, when do the um, write-ups, you know, because after every couple months or whatever, every year, people's write-ups tend to drop off. Like they fall off of their file or whatever like that she's like I don't have any write-ups for you Mm. I don't have anything mind you I was getting them like crazy from this other broad so I'm like what hold up you don't have so basically this bitch was like playing with me the whole time like writing shit up and keeping it in her office like the whole time and never submitting it to HR so that right there is the type of shit that make make you want to rage wild. quit. Yeah. And put you on WhatsApp <laughs> because like you're wild as fuck. And I never really understood like what this woman had against me personally, but I could tell when I heard the nobody is afraid of you, that's when I realized I said, Oh, this is taking a turn to the left. Like this is now becoming personal. So I digress. You know, read your read your little work manuals, guys. Don't be so excited to get that job. It's still some fuck shit that's going on. Okay. Because there's a reason why the position is open. That's what I always say. Right. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, let's um listen to the scenario. Let's listen to the scenario and see what we got going. Let's go into Suki scenarios. Bounce that booty. That's what I want to always <laughs> say. Shout outs to Trick Trick. If you're watching the FX uh, hip hop documentary, make sure you check that out. It's pretty dope. Um, 
Trick Trick is a legend. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know who Trick Trick is. Yeah. Well, go educate yourself. Absolutely. You can see it on Hulu. And I think new episodes are still coming out, but it's pretty dope uh, docu-series. Check that out. Um, okay. Hey guys. Um, my partner and I have sat down to have a serious conversation about where our relationship is going. Um, I have come to, to I have come to discover that he does not ever want to get married. Should I end the relationship? That's it? Yep. Uh no. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Listen, okay, look. Yikes. Shit, I, listen. <laughs> oh, you want to call listen, it quits. <laughs> listen, just leave them. Because clearly, like, I don't mm. know anything. If you think that, then yeah, I'm going to just say yes. I have no input. Mm. I don't know if, if, um. Damn. Shit, I don't know if the, per- I don't know what <laughs> no he did. No one's asking to marry us, sis. Nobody is asking to marry. <laughs> yeah, listen, I don't. We're still the niggas trying to get picked on the team. been brought up? Have y'all did um, she said we I- sat down to have a serious conversation about where the relationship is going and I have come to realize, well, I guess he said he don't ever oh, want to get married. Yeah, no. You let it go. Would you end the relationship? If you want to get if the end goal is a marriage or to be married or to get married to someone, yes. Yes. Time to go. I'm Pack gonna agree. Pots it done. I'm going to agree. Let it go. It's over. Like it's nothing else you can do. And I know it hurt. So what that- if somebody told you that they don't want to be married? They still want to be with you, but they don't want to be married. If my end goal is to get married, then, then the I'm, that's it. I mean, the queen. I'm not dubbing them. I'm like, yo, well, we, have a nice night. We're going to have fun for a little bit, but I'm just letting you know right now, I want dating to get married. Dating with intent to be if, married. If that's what I want. But it's, see, that dating with intent to be, well, yes. If I'm my dating isn't, all that is is exactly I'm dealing what with it you is with the intent to, to take get it married. to the next that's level. That's all that is. I'm, you know. Right. But you know they've turned into a thing like you should be dating to no not everybody wants to get married not you know shit is different out here right. game is different not every woman in the the days of women growing up in the the dollhouse and all that shit that shit is gone all right? right and the same thing for men 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 not all men men more men are wanting to get married now. It seems like I've seen a lot of men that want to do Is that because they want help in the house or like because they really want somebody there. I don't know, man. I don't know. What- I always hear men. Those are the first things that they bring up all the time. Cooking and cleaning, cooking and cleaning. I'm like, whoa, is See, there that's, anything that's the else? Like, like, that's the thing for me. That's not marriage for me. Like yeah. cook, I could do that. I'm so like, what else? Could, like I can do that. You could get somebody. That's that. wh- and that's why, like, I've asked myself this. Like, when I, when it comes to let's get, we'll get back to the thing in a second. But mm-hmm. like, I've asked myself this: if, if you know, yes, I think, I think, me, me, speak me. I'm trying to be PC me, here. Me, me, me. me. Um, I, I need to be with a woman. I think I do. You know. You think you, you think you. uh I think Flourish it will make me better. better. In a I think yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that question I just don't know. Okay. Um, I do know that I can I do really well by myself, but I think I can get like in you my partnership. Yeah. And so here's the thing. You do well with group work. And this and this is <laughs> I do. I'm one of those niggas. Pulse. I ain't gonna show up late though. I ain't Shit, gonna show up or late. not do the part and at not all. Not do the part. Listen, I, oh. and the reason why I say this is this, being like everybody. Like at the end of the day, I really do think that marriage and the the act of getting married, not the whole fun part where everybody, well, even the reception and all that, mm. I think that is a business, you know, right. because at the end of the day, if someone, one of the hurt parties, whether it's party A or B or A and A or whatever the fuck you want to call it, whatever, one of your parties is hurt, 
somebody's going to seek something out of them. Now, if you mutually agree to leave that alone, mm-hmm. that's cool. But it rarely happens like that when it comes to that kind of situation. And that's why I think it's a business. Um, and this is not a person that's saying that I don't want to get married. I do. I do want to get married. Um, but it gets to the point where like, why do you want to get married? And I ask that not to prove a point. I ask that to really want to know. Um, so I, I don't know, man, like to, to go back to that person, if that's your intent to wanting to get married then dope. Yeah. If that's your thing, then you need to leave that person. Cause clearly based on X that conversation, out. it's time to go. It may hurt. You may, you may yeah. need to get out of there. You and, might as well just come on home and be like, I'm gonna need you to log out for me, babe. Yeah. It's, of my Wi-Fi, my Netflix, everything. It's look, okay to go after what you want. Pull that bandaid off. I know it hurt. Yeah. I know it hurt right now, but it won't hurt as long as if you keep cutting yourself slowly thinking yeah. that you're going to change a person. It doesn't work like that, man. People get cut off for less. So that's, that, less. that's how I look at it. So whatever you want, and that's for any man, um, any woman, whatever you want for yourself, ideally in terms of romance in your career, in your personal life, emotionally, financially, you deserve everything you want. You deserve to have it. You know, yeah, absolutely. everything you want, yes. you deserve to have it. And don't let anyone tell you different. Yeah, so that's true. If you are a person that's OK with not having children or that you are adamant about having then children, say then say that. And if a person and the if right the pers- person will. Fuck and right. With and if the person, the person that you're dating doesn't doesn't deal with that, then y'all shouldn't. That's a red, that's not that's a red flag. That's I not for you. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a red flag, but that's just not somebody for you. Cause red flags to me is like character shit, like shit that like you're flawed in a lot of ways that is just very strange to me. I would say it's just, that ain't for you. I'll, Cause for me, cause I feel like then they're saying somebody not want to have kids is a red, like that's like a bad thing. It's a red like, flag for you. Red, red flags are okay, relative. Okay. Per, so that, pertaining that's a, more so it's a relative thing. To the and, and I, in a okay. relationship, when you're getting into something the every, that's the, that's the agreement. When you meet someone, hopefully the communication is open enough that y'all have, y'all have your mental list of things that y'all like in this person right. and the things that y'all expect going into right. something with this person, whether but it's exclusivity. But also understand relationships change and they, they shift. Do. They and do your shift needs and change. change. But, and that's cool. But don't go into it with that. Now, if it's something really crazy, now, now people have, people, people start, if you have no kids, I think something like that, if you have no kids and you meet somebody not and you guys don't want kids together and mm. then y'all start dating and y'all fall for each other and the love gets because y'all think y'all love each other. But then y'all really go through it and y'all really, really love changes like, you know, whatever your love language, whatever. Right. And now you want kids and that person doesn't want kids. You can't be mad at that person, but that person can't be mad. Well, huh? The person can't be mad at you either because people change. Right. Um. I just think that in a case when you're going into it, though, when it's something that you want, that is a red flag. A red flag does not necessarily have to be something bad. It's just something relatively something relative to you that to you, you that's, don't that, that like. don't work. That's right. it. OK, I see you what, know, you're, saying. That's all I get I'm what saying. you're saying. That makes sense. And, and you know, I, 
Yeah. I'm going to stand on whatever you want for yourself. You deserve it. You can have it. And don't be afraid to advocate for yourselves. I think that a lot of people sell themselves short because there are things that they are adamant about and they want, but they try to dumb it down or make it like it don't even matter no more because of who they dealing with. Right. Um, If a person really loves you and they fuck with you and they know that this is something that's important to you and it matters and they value you, they will make it happen. Right. just where I'm at. Right. I don't really give a fuck about no gray area in between. And that's that's not just with marriage, but that's anything. If it's something that you want, you deserve to fucking have it. Mm-hmm. And if a person doesn't want to bring it to you, it's time that you move on with somebody else that wants what you want. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't continue to waste your time hoping that something will change or that you can put an ultimatum to a nigga because that's the worst type of thing to do. You don't want the ultimatum engagement ring. That's that's the worst kind of engagement ring to have because now the man feels like he was backed into a corner to do it. And so is it really that part? Is it really like is it genuine? Is it genuine? I would prefer a man to propose to me because that's what he wants to do. Not because I said you've got six months and if you don't, I'm the fuck out of here. Now, if you want to put a timeline in your head mentally, you want to store that note like, look, if things don't shift within these next uh, six months or a year or we're, we're really not clear about where we're going and what we're doing, then I got to dip. Then I understand that. Yeah. But I, I would never place an ultimatum on someone else in terms of how they choose to deal with me. I think an ultimatum is okay. But it, it it depends on it's a lot again. It ain't gonna make. But how do you want it? You want it like that people, though. So listen, this is the thing though. Everything is not black and white. Questions are okay. black and white. The answers are in the gray area, and that's reality. Everything that mm. we see, the things that we see online, the things that mm-hmm. we feel, the things that we hear, that we take from it, because everything that we take, every everybody's perception is different. So if we take that, I want to get, I should get married. A man wants with this. A man wants this. If a man wants this, if a woman wants this, this what a woman will do. All these things, but it don't work like that. Everything is great. I, I just think I, I get what you're saying. I just think it's a yes or no. If somebody is saying that they're not interested in marrying you, I don't really think you you can't do a thousand TED talks. And PowerPoint presentations to try to convince them to Suki, do otherwise. You dating if somebody? They don't want it, Suki. If you dating somebody for a year mm-hmm. and you come up and you like them, but you 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 mm-hmm. are ready to get married, right? And you say, "I want to know: Are you ready to get married? Yes or no?" I wouldn't ask nobody that. No, I'm just saying, but that's how it works. Like a lot of people do that. You a lot can't of people, do that. A lot of people think like that. A lot of people, yes or no, is black and white. The answer is the is the, is I mean, the great area. See, I was just saying like, but that's if, what ultimatum I mean, I, is. I get what you, I mean, see, what I took an ultimatum to be is I have friends that have said, if this man does not propose to me in three months or six months or, you know, he's got a year, mm-hmm. you know, like when the girls are out for drinks and they're talking about their relationships, they'd be like, girl, he got a year. If based ain't, off of who, ain't nothing, based off of what? No, no, no. This is something that comes from them. This is not nothing. We're not offering nothing yeah. to the conversation. Yeah. Like, and and for me, I'm the friend who is like, if you want to marry somebody, marry them. If you don't, you don't. If you want kids, you do. With like, I don't believe in putting those pressures on a woman because or a man because I don't know where your head is at. That's black. You and- you might really be in a space where you don't foresee that because if you never had that modeled for you, you don't really want to get into that. You know, I, I don't know. I can't speak to it. But when when the when the ladies are sitting around and they're talking, they're like, yo, this 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 man has, you know, 90 days to make a choice of how we going to rock with each other. I 
had a friend who told me that I put an ultimatum on my dude's head. Like, are we going, are we going to um, move in with each other or not? He said, I'll move in, but I want you to come here. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, we get a whole new space together. I don't want your space. So when he was like, financially, I can't do that. Then to me, that's the gray. That's a gray area a little bit because financially, he's not saying, no, I don't want to do it. He's saying, I can't do that in the, in the space that I'm in financially. It wouldn't be smart for me to make that move to go get a whole nother space for me. Black and white is like you said, yes or no. Like if a person is saying, yo, I don't want to be married. You can't make them do different. Right. Like, what are you trying to do? So what you think you want to keep applying pressure or keep putting your foot on somebody's neck to make them change their answer? The answer is going to be what it's going to be. And I feel right. like people get their feelings hurt when you think you heard something different. Yeah. And it and it's not that it is what the fuck they said it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, now can things change? Yes, it could change where it was like, yo, I thought I was never going to be a person to have a kid or, you know, to want to have kids or to be married. But maybe that is, you know, what I want right now or I'm seeing things a little bit differently. That's fine. But if a person has really kind of been adamant and saying, yo, I do not want to be married. That's not going to change. It's not going to change. I just don't want the I don't want the ultimatum engagement ring. I don't want it on those terms that I had to like put my foot on your neck to make you do something for me. Because I feel like if you can't see another day without me, you're going to make that move to just propose. Cause even cheating niggas do that. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. I've been to a couple engagement parties. I'm like, now this nigga know he is a hoe. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I'm not, I mean, I would, Listen, I, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Not, I'm not applying that pressure. That's, no, that's just, nobody. Actually, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not. just thinking to myself, I'm just thinking of the, the advice question. I'm just like, yo, if, if you want to be married and, and this young man is saying that he is not interested and he's saying that he don't want to do it. I don't think that that's going to change. I don't think. And I mean, there's so many different things that we don't know. Like we don't know how long y'all been together. Um, we don't know the nature of like, you know, the relationship. Are y'all, have y'all been on the outs? Is it rocky? Is it pretty stable? There's so many other things like where I feel like I could give a better answer, but for this general, general question, I'm going to just be straight up. If it's not what you want, if somebody is not lining up to what it is that you want them to do, it is okay to X out of the relationship or situationship. It's okay. And don't make somebody make you believe that you're crazy for not wanting to partake in that shit if it doesn't fit you and your needs. People do it all the time. People do it all the time. If you don't like something, when you don't like your job, what do you do? You quit. You resign. Yeah. Resign your nigga. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Period. Like if you're not interested, if it's not going nowhere in the direction that you think it should go in and that is what you want. Okay. But also understand on the back end, because I'm always able to see both sides. You could be giving up something that works and it might take you a while to get to that marriage thing. So that's not to say that when you rip that bandaid off two months later, you're going to find somebody who want to be married. You're going to have to do a little bit of digging for gold. It's going to be a while. Yeah. But I have friends who have were dating people. I have a good friend. She wanted kids. Her dude wanted to be in the music industry. Like he wanted to make music. That was something he was really adamant about. He was very good at it. So he continued to do that. He did not want to have children. He did not want to be married. 
she went and started dealing with a guy who wanted marriage. He wanted a children. He wanted that life. So she married and had kids with him and, and cool. moved on. And that's all you got to do. That's it. That's so simple. That's I always it. use her as a point of reference because I'm like, she didn't like the situation. So she changed it. Yeah. And, that, and, and there was no bad blood and, between and, them. And like people and a lot of people operate off of yes and no. Right. Which mm-hmm. is the black and white. Eventually, though, you will be that person, whether it's relationships, whether it's it's all these things where you turn into the person of the gray. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be that person when you're addressing the black and white question. Right. But be the person that's getting that black and white question addressed to you. And you don't and you possibly don't. It's not that simple. And it's not about relationships. It's not about your job. It could be a lot of things, you know, and that's all I'm saying. Um, right. But big up to everybody to operate like that. You know, I'm. you know, I do I operate like that. Sometimes, but I'm also, like I said, I'm trying to, I'm the person that keeps the same energy. So if I have an issue with a person or yeah, if I have an issue with a person and I, and I work it over through my head, like we all do, you know, try to Mm. work how this is going to work out. You play, you you don't play chess not to win or anything, but you figure out how this is possibly going to go. So you figure out in your mind, like if this goes in a gray area, how will I handle it? Right. You know, and if it does go in a gray area, do you want to, do you, are you okay with that outcome? If not, then you need to keep it moving. And to go back to that question, I think that person should probably leave. If you feel, if your answer, if you want to, if you want to be married and your goal is to get married to your significant, to a significant other and to move forward, to have the next thing or whatever it is that you choose in your life because it is your life and this is what you want, mm-hmm. then do it. But if it's deeper than that, and if you want to work in that gray area, then work in it. Give yourself a time frame and have that conversation with that person. Like, right. listen, and maybe it's already been done. Like, listen, I do want to get married. If you don't want to get married now, I love you. So... Can we have a, a time frame? If not, then I have to start figuring out an exit as an exiting plan because I do want to get married. And it's up to that individual right. to understand that and to see and not blame it on you for leaving, be wanting what you want. Like at the end of the day, that person is going to be hurt if you leave because ego, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I wish we had more of whoever, whoever sent that to us. If y'all could, you know, recap, that'd be dope. Um, see how that's going or whatever. We should have a reunion show at the end of each year. That'd be dope. We're right. at the end of each quarter over a few episodes. But um, in any case, Suki. Yes. What have you learned from this episode? Um, go for what you want. Go mm. for what you want and do not lie about being kidnapped at work good to get out of work, y'all. <laughs> it might not work out. Just say you can't make it. <laughs> say you can't you'll be better off getting a fake doctor's note at that point Yo, like do just, do. but don't don't tie yourself up and all throw yourself in the car you gag you yourself. legit if it's that, that serious crazy you legit hell. could go say you sick you can go to like patient first, patient first. that's it yeah and, you know if you don't if you have insurance if you don't you know they'll bill you if it's that serious like if it's that like you the amount of time i don't y'all gotta look at that picture that picture was wild i was like that picture he, he looked it was very mexican cartelish the way he looked, but you know, whatever. Um, well, what I've learned from this episode is um, something that was definitely new to me um, that I liked is uh, take the meat and lead the bones, man. 
Amen. Amen. You know, um, I think Suki spit some real shit right there at that mark um, in our show. So, you know, you you actually was spitting heavy this episode. So I, mean, I, I wrote I, it all down. Look, so. I'm going to be real with y'all. I done been in some fucked up shit. You was on your, you was on your Dean, as they say. I, uh, I've been in some fucked up shit, y'all. So I'm telling you right now, look, if something don't suit you, it don't serve you, it is okay to exit. And that's friendships. That's a job. That's a relationship. That's anything. And stop being scared to stand on that. True shit. It's okay. If people don't measure up to what you expect it would be or what you think you need, it needs to be, it's okay to advocate for yourself. A fuck nigga taught me that. Everybody is going to do what's best for them. You better make sure you do what's best for yourself too. Respectfully. <laughs> he was on it. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not speaking after that. I'll just say if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us. We are all we are now on all streaming platforms. Yeah, it's easy to just go to our uh, the ABP show on our Instagram and click on our link tree to reach us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and now the new um one which is Google Podcast. Um, so if you got Google Play or whatever, y'all can find us on there, which Ooh. is dope. Um, but just go to y'all can see our link tree right on the IG, um, the APP show. Um, again, if you guys had some shirts in mind that y'all wanted to get, but y'all just was kind of like hemming and hawing, if y'all wanted them or not, y'all can definitely DM in a D. I always say DM in it. DM in DM us DM if y'all want enough. one of them. Um, just let us know and we can still make that happen. We paused and shut down the site for a second because Sugi and I are trying to figure out what we're going to do next with the shirts, how we want to come, how we want to approach everything. Um, but if y'all still need that shit, if y'all want that shit. You can DM us. DM us and we can happen. we can make it happen. Um with that being said, oh, you can follow Suki, who is now back on IG, I think. I'm back, but I'm not really active. So, but the, the page is open. You yeah, know, so y'all ain't shit feel, happening. Feel funny about Yo, I got a lot of blocked. messages saying that I blocked and um deleted people and all that. And yeah. I just want to publicly say Aim higher. Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, like I didn't block, (laughs) I didn't block or delete anybody. I, I, I hid the account. And when you hide the account, I guess it looks like you may have deleted or blocked. All like, I'm saying, guys, before y'all think somebody block y'all, just, why don't you do just, like in the old days? Just do a little research. Or call no, and check on them. Yeah, that's one thing. That or, part. Or, Send a text. Or, or make sure that that person is actually blocked. You can tell. You right. can literally tell. You can tell. There's ways that you can do that. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, you can find me at Sawyer Dolo. That's S-O-Y-O-U-R-D-O-L-O. Um, on IG and from there you know that's that uh, with that being said this is a Never Black Podcast I am Dope Ass Dolo and I'm chanting yeah y'all um y'all stay dope <laughs>